Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, um, welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Living. You're joined by Vic and Jasmine, and we've got a very, very special guest in the building. My birthday twin, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. over your game in the building. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself to the people then? Oh gosh, yes. So I am Annika Onora. Um, I don't like to use the word former, but I will say for for reference for what <laughs> I used to do. So former um GB athletes. Um <laughs> repping it for the game. Woo! Multiple medalists, multiple, multiple. medalists. Um and, and author mm. of uh my new autobiography. My hidden race. Amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank Amazing. You. Thank you for coming on. Really no appreciate problem. it. Thank you for having me. I love your accent so much. Oh, people God. probably always say that to you. <laughs> I know. But I feel like we always get Londoners on the pod. Yeah. We need to diversify our yeah, uh, guest portfolio. Yeah, it's so true. Mm. You'd and be you're surprised from, how many yeah. like, people outside London mm. listen to your show. Oh, really? really? Yeah. Mad. Yeah, when you when you guys do start doing lads on tour, mm. you know. Lads. <laughs> <laughs> and you're from Liverpool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. But if I start talking yeah. like no, you, it's not I'm on sorry. purpose. <laughs> It's I'm not sorry. on purpose. I get it all the time. I'm so sorry. I know you want to slap our face. I definitely don't. It's I bad. Because if someone starts saying, I'm from Essex, like yeah. that, that's not even Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Okay. I, I love it you so try. much. You try. You try. So do I. I love it so much. Have you been to Liverpool? I've never been. Oh, you girls no. need to go, you know. You know oh, when I, I did that to. BBC mm-hmm. thing when I met you was that in Manchester? Or Liverpool? Yeah, that was in, okay. I'm, that was Media City in Manchester. Yeah, I've not been Liverpool. Then. No, I've yeah. been Manchester two times, but each time I went to Manchester for, for one day. Oh really? Yeah. What do you think of Manchester? It was. It seemed big. Yeah. It seemed really big, from what I saw. Um, I've been to maybe I've been Liverpool. No, that was Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> We do talk slightly different. I'm sorry. But that's yes. more East Midlands. Yeah. I used to live mm. in Loughborough because I trained there. So. Love, okay, mm. okay, yeah. okay. So. But let's get into your book. So, oh my gosh. Okay. This is a, this is a book of stories. Mm, yeah. You have really been through it. Mm. Um, yeah, let's talk about the beginning. So mm. you grew up in Liverpool, right? Yeah, correct. And you lived in a place called, is it Dingy? Dingle. That's it, Dingle. Yeah, Dingle. Dingle. <laughs> and the, the place that you moved to, Marvin's. No, let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 it's sorry, sorry. It's fine, it's fine. Where's the place that you moved to because of it? No, no, no. You moved to Dingle or you moved to another place because of M. Um, so it was Wavertree. That's it. Oh, don't be sorry. Dingle, That's it. And then we went back to Wavertree. Wavertree. There's a place in Ireland called that, you know. Really? Where yeah, Ireland? I don't know. Because when I when I when I saw that, I said, "Did you move to Ireland?" Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, no, no, it's, it still sounds like you stayed in Liverpool from when I was reading the book. Right? Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, talk to us about your experiences because from reading it, like I remember um, what stood out to me was, you know, you moved to another area in Liverpool 
and there was lots of racism. You're the only black family on the mm-hmm. street. There was so much racism to the point about when you went to church, you came back, you knew that on that Sunday, they them lot, the racists lot knew that when you were at church, this is a perfect time to attack you lot. And they they uh, arsoned your dad's car. Mm-hmm. Um, just, yeah, just talk to us about your mm-hmm. story and like just growing up in Liverpool and like what it's actually like to grow up in Liverpool. Because yeah. I think us Londoners, I think sometimes we don't realise, even I'm from Essex really, mm-hmm. but we don't realise how much things we have we have we have we have events here. We have black people next to us. Right. You know, we have more communities. But just talk yeah. to us about it. Yeah. So, um, growing up in Liverpool, do you know what? Liverpool's a really, really good city. It's amazing. Like Scousers, mm. they're just lovable. I'm not just saying that because I am a Scouser, mm. but like we're, we are warm, really friendly. Mm. Um, growing up, um, like had my family, had my friends. Just put all, the mic a little bit oh, closer. Sorry, sorry. Is that's that fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, and you know, we grew up um with all my siblings, my mom and dad, and then we moved from Waverley, where we loved, to then Dingle. Mm. Um, and what's the difference in time? Like, um, it's only to be honest, Liverpool. You can go from it's not like London, like mm. like mm. north, south, east, west. It's mainly the north side mm. or the south side. Mm. So mainly the black people, um, and most ethnic minorities are in the south, mm. um. Which is like Wavertree, Mossley Hill, Egbert, Dingle, mm, okay. um, right by where the Albert Dock is. And mm. then the north side is more Anfield, Everton, Kirby, mm. West Derby. Mm. You don't really find that many black people there. Mm-hmm. There are some black people who live there, um, but not really when mm. I was growing up in the mm. 90s. And then, yeah, Dingle, woof, that was an experience. Really? Yeah. So to be, to be perfectly honest, right, I don't know how to explain it. So where we lived, there was... A roundabout And between Upper Warwick Street And Warwick Street mm. Which is the road We lived on It was the equivalent Of Springfield And Shelbyville Okay So It's like Springfield All nice And you know mm. Just all cool And then Dingle It was like Hmm You know You'd see some things Most of the houses Were really nice The people were really nice There was just One group Of kids That would Completely Like Destroy us, mm. terrorize us from the moment we moved in. Mm. Um, we we got broken into, um, quite a few times. We um, there was bricks coming through the window. Oh my god! There was um, it was even to the point where, you know, you'd think, oh, you know, what's next? Bullets. Mm. So I remember my dad because we had like a, a massive bay window at the front of the house. We couldn't never stand at the front mm. in case something come flying through the window. And like obviously bricks is bad, mm. but imagine if like there's like mm. you know someone just starts throwing you know guns yeah. mm. the and that stood out to me when I was reading the book and you said you couldn't. It was kind of like a written rule in the house. No one can stand it. No one can go to the front of the house. Yeah. And it's like so what? I have to literally always stand in at the, the back. back at yeah. the back. Yeah, that that's was crazy. Amazing. Or you have to be sat. Mm. And because of because of where the couches are positioned, you could sit in a way that. You wouldn't, I mean, I know it sounds bad, but you're less likely to get a hit by a brick or whatever. Yeah. So you literally had to, it was strategic. Everything mm. was just strategic all the time. And then going to church was, you know, someone had to stay in the house. Oh my God. So we, there was like six of us. So I had um, three, two sisters, a brother. Mm. Uh, I've got other older siblings as well, but as, as an immediate siblings mm. growing up. And it was my mom and dad. So someone always had to stay behind. And it was never my younger sister, Ketchy, because she was the baby. So it always had to be mm. me or my brother 
or my older sister. So we mm-hmm. could never go as a family to church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these people would literally follow because, the you know, the house wow. is on the road. So you, they can track your movements. They can see what time you go to church, what time is everyone going to school Mm-mm. or work or whatever. So, yeah, crazy. it was awful. And then we had to go to court a few times as well because mm-hmm. the kids were just constantly, mm-hmm. um, but the police wouldn't really do anything. It yeah. was just like juveniles, you know. Mm-hmm. We had CCTV. But I think the last straw was when the car got firebombed. Yeah. Like, that was bad. Um, yeah, just, just, just you know, having to live through that experience, mm. it was pretty rough. How, how long was you on that road for? Um, I want to say two years, maybe. Wow. It must have been the longest two years yeah. of my life. It was, it was mm. so traumatic. It was so traumatic. Because mm. you, you, I would constantly go back to Wavertree, to mm. Mossley Hill, to Egberth. Mm. Where my school was, was Which was not too far from where we used to live And um, you know Go see my friends there mm. Because it wasn't safe for us mm. to play out It wasn't safe for us to socialise with other people um, and, and then we lived opposite gangsters hey. oh my God. <laughs> We lived opposite gang. One of the gangsters' sons was always He was actually sound to be honest mm. Like I know obviously gangsters are gangsters <laughs> <laughs> But for the most part mm. Like he was, he was mm. all Like their family were like if you need anything, da, 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 they, I think they actually tried to find the boys who were doing mm-hmm. it, like terrorizing us and like had a word and stuff. Um, but yeah, thank God we left that area. Mm-mm. That's scary. Yeah. I just can't. I just can't yeah. even imagine it. Mm. I feel. I feel like a lot of our listeners from London, they they wouldn't even be of an age where they would know like what it is like to live in fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At your house, yeah, your that is where you're supposed to feel safe. Mm, yeah, it was. It was. It was supposed to be a safety, a safe place, mm. um, your sanctuary, you know, yeah. your family home, and it just felt like it was just, you know, it was demoralizing. Mm. You know, we couldn't even just little things like again being strategic. Someone had to be in the house. Someone had to do this. Constant locks being changed. Mm. Back backyard has to um. Because you can jump, they could, they would always jump the fences to get Mm-mm. through the back. And my brother's, um, what do you call them, PlayStations at the time? Nintendo, yeah. the big console. Um, that would always get robbed as well. Wow. So oh he, gosh. I think he got to a point where he had to hide it in the house. Like, mm. literally just hide it in the house where if we were going to get robbed, they wouldn't look. So, yeah. There was, That's not a way, good way to live. Because no. I think you said in the book how even, like, on the last chapter... Or, or when you left that place You said mm-hmm. I left the place But it's still it's, The scars kind of stayed with me mentally mm-hmm. Do you still think about it Or does, has it still affected you To this day? Yeah I definitely still think about it Especially when I did move back to Liverpool um, During lockdown um, Just going down there Going down the road Like the house mm-hmm. is there and I, I took my boyfriend down there and he was like, what do you mean this house is nice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he doesn't know the story. I know, I know he doesn't. But mm-hmm. um, it did it did seem a lot more quieter now mm-hmm. um, from what we saw. But yeah, it's, it's um, it was, yeah, terrorizing. Mm-hmm. But I did get my own back on them. Yeah, with the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> You're brave, you know. No, I didn't I care because I was just like, how dare you? Mm-hmm. But I, I, again, I have you to timed it, yeah. with the buses. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah, just thank God that we survived mm. and we were able to just move to a new family home mm-hmm. and feel a lot more safer. That's so good. Mm. That's so, so good. Did, did you already have family in Liverpool, um, like when you moved to that area? Yeah, 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 we had family. You know, Liverpool's got the oldest black community in Europe. Really? Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, um, I don't know if you know the Albert Dock. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. the Albert Dock is where um, the ships, the slave yeah. trade, all of that. So a lot of the sh- um, uh, sailors used to dock there. Okay. And like slave trade and all mm-hmm. of that, they used to dock in Liverpool. So we actually have a slave museum in Liverpool. Yes, as well. I do know about that. Actually. Yeah, we got a slave museum, mm. which is on the Albert Dock. Mm. So there's just certain parts slave of Slave museum? <laughs> it sounds mad. It does sound yes. crazy. In what, in what way? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 please. As in like... No, like just the history. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like it's not it's not like glorifying. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's not yeah. it's not glorifying. Has it's it just... has people processed it against it? Not that I know of. I need let me research when I get home I'll research. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's like I think it's the only slave mm-hmm. museum in the UK. Mm-hmm. I understand. But I know there was some resistance mm. from maybe like the black community in mm. Liverpool. Um, because we're like, oh, we should teach the whites about mm. <laughs> slavery. But <laughs> <laughs> but, but from mm. what I understand It is very mm-hmm. It's like very educational mm. um, So yeah What was it like being like The only black girl in uh, Your school And like in in the area Because even though you were I, When I was reading It seemed like you had a really good Friendship group I did And they would like you. I know you kept saying like You know You were dealing with like Colorism and not feeling beautiful As a black mm-hmm. girl but like your friends would constantly be like, but you're beautiful, you're beautiful. Yeah. And I felt like, I feel like your friends in the, in the, your book felt so, and I, I was assuming they were predominantly white. Right? Yeah, yeah, they were. And um, the story that literally, I was about to cry last night when I was reading this chapter. Oh. You said that a friend, when you, you know, you felt like you wasn't, you felt like it was hard to find clothes because you felt, you know, muscular and you wasn't fitting into the clothes well that were, were available in shops and one friend bought, was it your friend or a friend's mom bought yeah, your red my dress? Friend's mom bought the dress and I just felt like that's beautiful people man yeah that's beautiful people no it, it really was mm. I, I I had the most amazing mm. friends mm. um I didn't have so when I was in primary school primary school was very mixed mm. um like mixed kids different um ethnicities minorities and but when I got to secondary school, I went to all girls school. Mm. The school is mixed. Mm. Like Archbishop Blanche School is mm. mixed. But my particular school year, I wow. was like the only black girl. Wow. Really? So the year below, like mixed, mixed. like loads of black girls. The mm. year above. And even in my sister's year, she had like loads of black mm. friends. But my particular year was mm. like nada. <laughs> I had wow. one mixed race friend. Mm. Um, I had a Chinese friend. Um, there was... Maybe a Muslim girl, mm. but yeah, but there was no black girls mm. in my year, and yeah, most of my school friends, my immediate group, they were all white. Mm. So I was like the only school friend. So when you go to hangouts, you know, you go shopping, Jane Norman, Morgan, mm. all of those shops, mm. um, it was difficult because you know they had you know clothes that would that would basically shape their bodies. Mm. Whereas when I'd go in there, I'd be like, oh, I hate this. Mm. It was just such a process. It was, I'd just be like, oh, can we go somewhere else? Like, mm-hmm. just, yeah, just whatever. And then um, the school disco story um, mm-hmm. about that boy who was like, I'm not going to dance with an F and white black girl. Why would I go near there? <laughs> that was when I was, uh, I just lost it. But mm-hmm. that's when my school friends, they really, really showed up. Like, they were really, really there for me. Um, so, yeah, I always had words of encouragement from them. That's really Because really they could see it, you know, they mm-hmm. could see it. They couldn't. They couldn't relate to it, mm. but they could see it, especially how boys were. 
Oh, it's awesome. a master. Mm. Yeah. That must have been so difficult. Yeah. And I mean, is it something that, you know, like your sister also went through? Like, did your other family members also go through similar experiences? Or did you find like you felt quite alone in it? Um, Definitely black girls have diff- yeah. very similar experiences mm. because there was a lot, like it's a massive Nigerian community. Mm. Shout out mm. to the Igbo Centre, shout out to the Nigerian <laughs> Social Club because that's where we would go as kids yeah. and learn mm. about the culture, the history. Like our parents mm. always wanted us to immerse in the culture and mm. the values mm. and kind of mix that with like traditional British ones yeah. as well. So we would go to Saturday, Saturday school, mm. <laughs> learn Igbo, mm. all of that stuff. Um, but then when you're mixing in school on a day-to-day basis, that's they're the yeah. bits that shape you. Mm. That's the stuff you can't escape. So um, when you're, and then when you're socializing with boys, you know, the, the, the white boys are not checking for you. <laughs> the black boys are not checking for you. Oh, wow. Um. So yeah, it was always mm. literally like, Hardly any of us were dating, or we were dating outside our race. Mm. Um, I did date one white boy. Um, he was all right, mm. but, then, <laughs> but then, it was, do you know what it was? Right, track and field saved me in a way mm. because I started to understand like myself. Like I would always surround myself with mm. when I'd make teams as a junior athlete mm. with all the Londoners, with all the guys from uh, the Midlands. You know, mm. all the fast athletes. So I became friends with them. Started hanging out with them, mm. even. When I wasn't training on a weekend, I'd go and hang out with them. Mm-hmm. And we were always just cool, you know? Mm. And I know it sounds dead mad, but the, the black guys here, just, they found, they, there was, they, t- they found you attractive mm. and there was less work mm. to do. Mm. Whereas in Liverpool. You're was, sussing out. Yeah, like literally me. you're feeding through. Mm. And it, I'm not trying to say, oh, it's all black guys. Mm. But there mm. was, the majority was mm. always like, black mm. guy and a white girl or mm. exotic looking or mixed race mm. or whatever. So, um. And yeah. they'll come and tell you, I'm not, I'm not colorist. In it, it's just, just what I like. It's just preference. It's just my preference. <laughs> Honestly, mm. but then when I moved to London, here, hey, you guys here. Oh, what was it? Enjoyment? Oh demand? gosh, it was. Oh, enjoyment, <laughs> enjoyment, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. No, it was, it was mm. like I would, I would, um, I lived here between 08 mm. and 2012, and it just felt like. There was less work to do. Mm. Like I would meet guys on the way to training, like at the bus stop, wow. or the train station. <laughs> this is enjoyment. They, they would literally be like, "Would they be like, I love you?" Yes, <laughs> yes, they would. London guys have no shame. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Mm. Your, your accent is sexy. No, guys. honestly, they. <laughs> <laughs> but then some of them would just like. They'd see you. Mm. They'd see you before you'd even talk. Mm. And they'd be like, oh, can I get your number? Or mm. I'd love to hang out. Or I'd love to take you out on a date. Mm. I was like, ah, what is this? Oh, like? These ones even have manners. No, no. The, the ones I met, they did. <laughs> they really, really did. Not like, manners. They really did. So No, yeah. but at least they're asking you out instead of saying, yo, my size. What you <laughs> my size. <laughs> what is that? So, oh. no, it was lovely. I'm and so happy you had that experience. No, I'm so I happy did. that you went to, like, you came to London and, like, you saw that it's not a me problem that like, these guys in Liverpool are tapped. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, just a little bit. I met my boyfriend here as well. So. Oh, in London? Oh, yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. He's, a, he's a Londoner? Yeah. Londoner. He's proper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us, when was the moment you were like, I'm going to become an athlete? Mm. When was that very moment? When was that moment? Um, There was different, different bits. So when I... 
So I got scouted at school. Mm. Shout out to Miss Reese and Miss Lang- Miss Langley. They were my PE <laughs> teachers. Um, and they would always say, oh, you know, you, you're talented, you need to do this. But I was always shy. Mm. I come from a big family, but I was mm. always the shy reserved one. Mm. Like, my siblings would probably say different now. <laughs> but um, but I was. Mm. So I, did, I wasn't keen on mixing, interacting mm. with people who I don't know. And then it was school sports day one year where um, my, the guy who was a coach at the time, Stan Roberts, um, he was like always on the lookout for Mm. like new athletes and stuff. So he asked me to come down the track. I said, no, I don't know anyone. And then I turned up anyway the next day. Mm. And yeah, that was it. And then within a year, I was, you know, doing club races, then county races, North winning North of England Mm. and then English schools. So then English mm. schools is the big one. So mm. that's where you find the next generation of Olympians. Mm. Like in the next four to eight years, that's where you find them. Wow. That's that's like the starting point for mm. most athletes. And then all these, it's always rivalry. Like the West, because you, you compete for your county. Mm. So you got the Midlands, who were always loud and mm. brash. Mm. You got the Londoners. You got, you know, you got different counties in London. Middlesex, Greater mm. London, Sussex. They're always... Like, mm. nah, no one's coming to take the title. Mm. And then there's little old me from, <laughs> from Merseyside. Um, and yeah, I won the race. Mm, I won the race. Wow. And then became English girls champion for my age group, which was under 17. And then, yeah, and then like two weeks later, I got a phone call to compete for Great Britain. Wow. That happened by accident. Wow. Because they actually got the wrong... <laughs> so... Except the blessing boy No because what happened was So I actually mentioned this in the book I hope I did So in the race Mm. My cousin Amala She's also an athlete as well Okay She competed for Sussex East Mm. Sussex I think She lived in Eastbourne So um, Yeah she finished the race There was There was nine Nine of us in the Mm. the final She I won the race She finished fifth or sixth Mm. What the um, team management did is they saw the name Onora because we both have Onora and we've both got the same first initial. Annika Onora, Amala Onora. So it was A Onora. So they assumed A Onora finishing first and A Onora finishing fifth or sixth was a typo. So they called her thinking she was the same person. (laughs) And she she probably got excited thinking, I'm going to the Olympics. It was was going to... um, a GB mm, competition in France. I'm going to France. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. No, she. They, they selected okay. it in the end. Okay, okay. But because it was, you know, it was a bit awkward. Okay, it was oh, awkward. Proper gosh. Awkward. Family rivalry. <laughs> Oof, aloo. So no, but she called me mm. to tell me, oh, I've been selected for this GB competition. I said, what? and you were like, what? Faster than exactly. you? Exactly. You, like, you mad? I was. I said, what's going on? Oof. Yeah, it was. Um, I was like, "Congrats!" Mm. But I was, yeah, I was like, "What's going on?" <laughs> and then they called and they said, "We're so sorry, we got the names mixed up." Body, body, body. We're going to bring your cousin anyway. So I was like, "Yes, okay, it's cool. thank God." Yeah. So I then understand. that competition just changed everything. Mm. So I flew for the first time. Wow. <laughs> no, sorry, I flew. It was my second time ever flying mm. without my family. Anyway, mm. um, I got to meet all these amazing athletes. Um, I met you know just lifelong friends. I got to compete against international, you know, athletes mm. as well. So I think it was France, GB in Spain. So it was mm. a small competition. And then most importantly, you get to put on the kit for mm. the first time. You can't buy those moments. Mm. What does it feel like? Putting, does it mm. feel like you're a superhuman? Yeah. Mm. yeah, it does. You know, um, in the Incredibles, when they, <laughs> they flick the gloves. <laughs> That's exactly what it felt like. That's exactly mm. what it felt like. And then I kept getting more call-ups. 
every year, mm-hmm. every other year with a couple of injuries mm-hmm. in between, you know, with uni and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. The, do you know what I found really cra- crazy? The fact that you went uni because you, you kind of like, okay, I can't tell these people that. I can't tell my parents I'm going to do uh, athletics full time because yeah. you're too scared. So you're like, what did you study again? Was it economics? Yeah, economics. Yeah. So you're like, I'm going to study economics. It was You, you stayed in Liverpool, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do that. And you're also working too. Yeah, I was hustling. And you didn't miss any training. I think you missed one session when you went to a gig. <laughs> was it yes. what's the Morrison? Uh Jamadakwai. With the hat. Yes. Have you seen the hat? That's what I think JK. of. Okay. Um, he did he have the same hat as a Teletubby? What? Sorry. Victoria? <laughs> didn't one of the Teletubbies have a Jamaraquai hat? I'm making this up. One day, Poe, no, the green one, uh, Poe. Decided Didn't to, he have a, like, episodes, like a stick as well? I, did, I, I feel so. like he had a stick. I think that episode was inspired by Jamiroquai. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I think Poe was wearing that hat one day. That's hilarious. And he was doing, let me just flex on y'all. Period. Oh, um, but yeah, I remember his music when I was younger. His music videos. I remember he would, he'd be doing some weird shit. Yeah, he was. But the music was good. The music was just sick. Mm. And it happened by accident. Oh, wow. How how I managed to get tickets for the concert. I won it on a competition. Okay. And it, it was actually a listening party, which mm. I didn't know because I was like, what's a listening wow, party? Wow. So I told my coach, I was like, um, yeah, I've got to study tonight, so I can't come training. Mm. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. He didn't say anything. Because he's like, yeah, focus on your studies because he knows how my dad mm. works. You know how Nigerian <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was like, okay, bye. And then I got the train to London after my lecture. Oof. And I got to London about six, seven o'clock. And it was a pro- like, there was like paparazzi outside. Because wow. you know, JK's mad, isn't he? Mm. Like the, the lead singer. So, um, and Wait, was I thought Jamaica was one man. No, it's, it's a band. No. Victoria. I it was one man. Jasmine fought it too, Yes, please. I did. It's, it's, I thought it's it was the one man. No. The one man with the one hat. Yes. No, it's a band. There's like Jumar- six, seven of them. Are they? Six, seven. Jamaica, five, no. five, six, seven, it, yeah. NSG. <laughs> Don't do that to my favorite band, please. <laughs> yeah, Jamaica. It's JK is the lead singer, no. and then you've got every. But he was the only one who really appeared in the videos. Okay. So JK, why is he the only person in the music video? Because sometimes that's just how it is in certain bands. So the lead man is JK. <clears throat> okay, so this is the hat that he'd be wearing. Yeah, that's <laughs> JK's hat. Um, he had like loads of them. Okay. Oh my god, he went out with Denise. Is that Denise the presenter? Denise, Denise went out and yeah. No yeah. way. Yeah. No, he used to get Kial. Wow. Yeah. He, wow. He, 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 with that hat, why not? <laughs> <laughs> wow, guys, that is fascinating. Yeah. Are they still mis- making music? They still are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still making music. They're still making music. Absolutely. Wow. So insane. yeah, he was um that that gig was was yeah, mm. my friend Zainab, shout out to Zainab. So she came um and and then yeah, afterwards they were like yeah, do you want to come backstage and meet the band? <gasps> did you meet them? What? I said, you met JK with a hat. What type of life is this? Wow. So yeah, we met the band. They were all cool. And again, like Londoners, he was like, you from Liverpool? All the time. He's like, Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool. And they were just, because uh, he was drinking. Because, you know, he liked to party. Mm. <laughs> hey! Yeah, he liked to party. And um, yeah, he was like offering drinks. And he, literally, he was just so chilled out. Like everyone in the band was cool. Um, and then they were going to like an after party and they were like, you know, come along, you know, do you want to come? Wow. Da, 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 da. They were going, because yeah, they used to they just, it's just I'm going to start going out with a Liverpudlian accent. Because <laughs> yeah. exactly. it seems no, like you're experiencing a kind of London yeah. that not even, not, not even, even a London, <laughs> not even London experiencing oh no. on taps. 
Yeah, it wow. was. Um, yeah, but I had to go because I had I mm. literally had to get the first train back mm. to London, uh, back to Liverpool the next morning. So mm-hmm. I stayed at Zainab's. But yeah, it was just he was just like, yeah, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for being a fan, and you know, I hope you like the music. And I was wow. like, so yeah, lovely. he was, he was, yeah, all of them, all the whole bands, like the whole management team, they were super sweet, signing mm. this, signing that. So that's really cool. Yeah, that's it was amazing. worth it. I, that was the only training session when I yeah. like lied to my coach, but. Yeah, that that's was so like, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, even hearing about you doing training and stuff, like I feel like you know when um those like semi-pro ballers or even just normal guys, they're like, oh, if I didn't have that knee injury, I'd be <laughs> playing for Arsenal right now. <laughs> but I feel the same. Like if I didn't have that knee injury, I'll be. Was it knee injury that put no, you out? Okay. No, not at all. <laughs> I was just lazy as hell And I wish I I wish I kept going yeah. In athletics Because mm-hmm. I got to the point where, Yeah I'm running for the bar mm-hmm. And all of this stuff But I never continued it And I really wish I did now yeah. But how does I've always wondered this How does um, Like money In athletics work Like how do you get paid Oof, that's, that's, that's an ongoing question right now There's a lot <laughs> go, There's a lot going on in the sport Really? A lot like financial Like issues going on in the mm. sport Because there's less and less money available. Really? Less and less. Yeah, athletes are walking away with hundreds of dollars or, yeah, like less than a grand for competing a race where there's, when you competed in a diamond. So you have different competitions outside yeah. of the championships mm-hmm. that particular year. And back in my day, without certain old, we had the Golden League. Mm. So the Golden League, you could, if you won the race, like you're competing against the best in the world, mm-hmm. you could easily win like 30 40k per uh, race i did not sometimes notice. more sometimes more and that's not even including your appearance fee or time bonuses if if, wow. if it's in your contract wow. if it's in like your shoe contract or you've got a certain stipulation stuff like that so back then you could walk away with easily on average 100k plus a year mm. and that's just doing like the small meets as well mm. you combine the big meets with the small meets plus your shoe contract plus it may be if you're on funding that was a long time ago. Mm. But when I was competing, nah. <laughs> Not always. I got I got some great opportunities, but mm. it was constantly like you had to work. You have to, mm. you know, there was no waiting around for things. Like when I those four years when I was in London, mm. there was not one year where I had off where I was not working. Mm-hmm. I had to work and mm. I had it, it taught me a lot, a lot of life lessons, a mm. lot of teachable moments coming from Liverpool, where, mm. you know, it was my family home. Um, so I'd help, you know, pay bills and stuff. But now moving to London, yeah. I turned up and I'm literally like moving into Christine's flat as well. Mm. And just like, okay, you got to get a job and mm. you've got to do this, you got to do that. So at one point I was working like three jobs Jesus. at the same time, plus training full time. Mm. Um, yeah, it was it was a struggle. Mm. It was a struggle. But but I wouldn't have I've had it any other way because mm. when you do get on funding, when you do get on a when you do get a shoe contract. Like, it's just like, okay, you don't take these things for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As well at the same time. Because, like, imagine you guys have got a full-time job. You've got a salary, right? Mm. You're always going to walk away with that money. Yeah. With us being a professional, with us being professional athletes, everything is based on your performance. Yeah. Mm. If you have a bad year with injury, if you have a bad year of performances, if you just don't do well in general mm. and it's just rough, you, you don't get your funding. Mm-mm. You don't get a your shoe contract. No you might shoe get drops. That, like, honestly, it's literally based on performance. So. And with the shoe deal, mm-hmm. what is the shoe deal? Is it, because I'm not imagining your own, yeah, tell me what the shoe deal is, because I'm not, I can't, I can't imagine 
so, so usually you at the time when I was competing, you were mm. like as a sprinter, most main most athletes was like Nike or Adidas. Mm. So mainly those two sh- two shoe companies. Mm. Then New Balance came. Then Puma were always there because of Bolt. Even before Bolt, you had Limsha Christie as well. Um, but yeah, sometimes you get like really good contracts where they'll pay you. I don't know. Oh, to wear the shoe on the race. Yeah. Okay. But what if your shoe's not making me run the fastest? Mo- most of them would, to be fair. Okay. okay. And if they didn't, if you were someone where the shoes weren't really working that well, then you you know you'd obviously tell the shoe mm. rep, and they'll be like, okay, you can wear I don't know maybe Puma shoe, but mm. you have to taper that Adidas logo <laughs> or the Nike logo. Okay. But yeah. that wouldn't happen yeah, very yeah, often. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would literally, because they would just, then what they do is they just make you your own specialised shoes. Okay, okay. So okay. you'd literally go to yeah. the um, the factory mm-hmm. and they wow. would literally mould your shoe. So I had that a couple of times. Wow. Well. Yeah, I had that. Because me, I can't lie. What if, I, sometimes I have special shoes for special things. Oh, yeah? So I'm not going to wear my, my Puma shoe if the Adidas is making money <laughs> and Puma's paying me. What am I going to do? Yeah. Because some, sometimes some athletes would have like a Nike shoe, mm. but with like an, uh, a Puma plate. Okay. Because like, they'd be like, oh yeah, the Puma plate wow, is this, like the, the new secrets of the industry. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So. Jazz, you know when you were just talking then, you're like, if my, my, my knee, mm. you know, it reminded me of the Isaiah Thomas thing on the last dance when he was like, I was selected to meet the requirements, but yeah. <laughs> I was a chosen. I was a chosen. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I have got so much respect for you being in the athletics field. I just yeah. think being an athlete or being a sports person is just crazy. Like after watching mm-hmm. the Last Dance documentary, mm-hmm. I had a newfound respect for people in the sports world because I feel the discipline is crazy. Mm-hmm. And like, even the fact that you said that you only missed one session as a teenager, someone in uni. We were doing lifestyle. Yeah, and I remember you were saying true. that you, you, even those moments where you're like, oh, I should let my hair down more. Yeah. But you were in, you were stuck in between two aspects of, okay, mm. I need to please my parents, do my degree and do well. Yes. But also I need to do fucking well because I want to compete exactly. in the Olympics. Mm. So yeah, I just have so much respect for you, Lord. Honestly, like oh, I think you've worked you. so hard. And in the book, and I know this as well because you spoke about it in the media and you know, on socials, but you had malaria. But I didn't yeah. know that you had it and kind of kept it from your teammates and you mm-hmm. kept it from a lot of people and you had like the deadliest strain. Mm-hmm. But as well, you still won gold and bronze as well yeah, so in, in the, Rio? In, no, in the Europeans, we won, I won an individual bronze, mm-hmm. which was a month before, European Championships was a month before the Olympics. Okay. So I won a bronze medal there in the 400 mm-hmm. and then we won the four by four gold medal. Mm-hmm. And then a month later, we had Rio Olympic Games and I won the bronze medal there. And just before mm-hmm. this, you had malaria. Yeah. yeah. And they, at the time, they were telling you, doctors, you were telling doctors, okay, when can I go back to training? Yeah. And they were like, you mad? Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. You need to, I think one doctor said, you need to live an ordinary life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he looked at me like I was crazy. Wow. He really did. And I just, I, I also kind of made the conscious decision because people were like, don't believe you. You didn't get malaria. You didn't post it on social mm. media. Uh-uh. No, literally because, because you know people. You know, post, yeah. you know the drip. The drip. <laughs> the drip. Not in this life. Mm. And plus, a lot of people at the time. I remember scrolling when I was in hospital mm. in um, October 2015, and I was scrolling, scrolling, and everyone was just like, "Olympics, um, Rio, training mm. for Rio." Da, 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 da. And I couldn't tell anyone. It was so depressing. Mm. It was so mm. depressing, and. Yeah, just just going through that stage, like the recovery was mad. The, the hospital, mm. shout out, what's the, what's the hospital in Warren Street? 
UCL? UCH? I, I wouldn't oh, know. in Houston. Yeah. Yeah, UCH. UCH. Yeah. Shout out Kaya to was them. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. No, nah, they, they really took very good care mm-hmm. of me. Originally, mm-hmm. I was in the private hospital because mm-hmm. I, when I was on funding at the time, mm-hmm. um, if we had any medical condition, mm-hmm. everything is just um, St. John's Woods. Mm-hmm. That's where we used to go. And then they admitted me. But then they were like, yeah, we can't afford to keep you. Yeah, the money dried up. <laughs> yes, they were like, we're going to send you to NHS. But to be fair, it Back was a <laughs> It was a tropical disease hospital mm. they sent me to. So there's oh, one in okay. London, which was that one. Mm. And then there was um, the one in Scotland. Mm. So they sent me there to over the road and... It just felt like literally back to Springfield and mm. <laughs> do, do you know what? I sound so like uneducated, but what, I mean, what is malaria? Like what, what are the symptoms as well? Like how, how did you know that you were getting ill? So I had, so malaria is um, a, a tropical disease mm. that you can't contract when you get bit by a mosquito. Yeah. And so According to the World Health Organization, <laughs> coming with facts. Thank you. <laughs> there's four strains. Mm. So what happened was I was in Nigeria with my mom. So when, after my dad passed away, mm. I always made an effort to make sure mm. I go home mm. every year or every other year in mm. the off season. So mm. off season is September, mm. October time. So I did three weeks in Nigeria with mm. my mom. So I was in the village, mm. and then I went to party mm. in Lagos. <laughs> um, and when, in our house in the village that my dad built, mm. it's this amazing mansion. Mm. Like, I just love everything about mm. it. So there's no... Mosquito can't get in anywhere because it's just covered. There's mosquito nets. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, we don't really leave the doors open. Didn't, didn't, don't get bit. Plus, I was on anti-malarial tablets. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of them. I can't remember. But yeah, um, then I went to Lagos mm. and the place where I was staying, it was near a, a, a river okay. or sewer. Okay. And there was just like you know the egg flies were just yeah. and the doors are always open, mm. but you don't take it for granted because you're still taking the tablet, mm-hmm. tablet yeah, yeah, and you have to take it at the same time. So even yeah. when I come home, like like wow. eight nine o'clock yeah. in the morning, like you have, like you have like, to take, um, you have to take it before you go while yeah. you're there and after you come yeah. back, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, like every and yeah. I'd set the alarm, take your tablets, take your tablets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't feel any symptoms. Then I came back to the UK. Then two days later, we I flew with my boyfriend to the DR. Mm. So we we took a couple's vacation mm-hmm. And then uh, within two, three days That's when the symptoms started wow. Like We were in a nightclub um, And yeah, it was like I was like, can you feel that sweat? Like, mm. can you, is it cold? Is it mm. cold in here? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, nah, I can't He said I can't feel nothing mm. So I was just like, oh, I didn't, didn't mm. think anything of it Then there was the headache mm. Then there was, sorry to be vulgar But you know the idea mm-hmm. There was that then there was just like constant cramps, like wow. stomach. It was just like the holiday holiday was ruined. Oh, that's crazy. We, but it was really weird because it would happen at night. It wouldn't really happen in the day. Mm. So I like literally waking up in a pool of sweat, wow. like tossing and turning, like it was bad. Mm. And but we still still some somehow managed to do excursions. Mm. But like the day before, I was just mm. like, nah, we need to go. And I was literally trying to find flights to come home, couldn't find any. So then we had to wait until. Off oh, like, and then when I got home, you really suffered. Nah, I did. I really did, and mm. I didn't want to end up in a hospital in the yeah. DR as well because I was just thinking, whatever, then come out. Mm. Yeah. And then when I got back to London, I went. Then I drove back to Loughborough. All the symptoms had stopped. Everything, everything Mm-mm. just stopped. So we're now maybe day 10, 12 mm-hmm. of sim like symptoms. Yeah. yeah. And then it stopped. And then I went back to training to start winter training for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Now. 
like mid October time. And then as soon as I finished the session, the symptoms start again. Oh God. But thankfully before then, before I left the set, oh, whilst I was in the DR, I was <laughs> I was emailing um the team doctor mm. and I was telling him, oh doc, you know, my urine's dark. And he was like, Sanaka, you're probably just drunk. And I was just drinking <laughs> too much. Mm. And I was like, no, I was like, there's something wrong. He's like, okay, well, when you get back, you know, let's do urine, blood sample, make sure mm. everything's good. Cause I'm usually like clear, everything's mm-hmm. fine. You know, you're always staying hydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, so that day when mm-hmm. I got back to the track, I took blood and urine sample. And then when I got home, the symptoms just, oh, it got worse. Wow. Jesus. And then the next morning I woke up and the doc was like calling me. He's like, yeah, there's something wrong with your kidneys. <gasps> you need to get to London oh um, to do, um, you need to go to yeah St. John's. And then that's when <laughs> I couldn't find anyone to take me. Oh God. So I drove to London from Loughborough. You drove? Oh my yeah, gosh, I drove. Was yeah, I was really bad because I was just I was just like praying to God at the wheel. I was like, please, please, mm. please. And then yeah, I just pulled up at St. John's Wood and then just left the car there. And then yeah, just got to the hospital and they were like, There's something wrong with you, there's something wrong. But they didn't know what it was. Mm. So when I arrived at the hospital, um they I had to just do test after test after test. Mm. I couldn't keep still. The bright lights were hitting my eyes, mm. like I was just in pain. And then it got to like midnight. And then they were like, yeah, you got a small dose of malaria. A small mm. dose? That what does that even weird. mean? I said, dark, a small dose. What are you talking about? And then, yeah, then I got spent there one night. Mm. And then I went to the tropical disease hospital. Mm. So, oh my goodness. That's so yeah, crazy. Was, yeah, but the recovery was, was yeah, it was mad. But, mm. yeah, Do I find crazy? Days. I found crazy that you didn't tell people because you, you knew what they may perceive what Nigeria is. Because yeah. I read, what was it? You said something like, Oh, people will just assume, oh, yeah, of course you got it in Nigeria. Yes. Like and like, yeah, explain that. Explain that. Like why you were like, you know, a bit hesitant to tell people. I think it was more to do with perception. Mm. So, you know, pe- people would just, if it's like a common cold, people would just be like, well, you get that anywhere. But if it's malaria and it's a tropical disease, mm. they'd be like, well, of course you got it in Nigeria. Mm. Whereas I'm proud to be Nigerian. Mm. Um. And also because you're in the public eye, you don't want you don't want to make excuses mm. for you, like going into the following year. Olympics is always such an anxious year. That's mm. the that's the championships everyone yeah. wants to make. It's the mm, pinnacle. Course, yeah. So I didn't tell anyone out of fear mm. of running badly, but also being like, gosh, like what if people find out? You know, I don't and I also don't want sympathy. Like, mm. tell me what I need to do, tell me what the recovery is, tell me how long it's gonna take. Mm. Let's plan accordingly. Mm. And I remember when I did go, when I did get discharged from the hospital, then I saw the consultants mm. and they were like, no, you need to sit down, retire, da, 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 all this. And I'm retire. like, mm. yeah, honestly, they were like, just focus on your health. And I was like, no. And and he said, okay, your recovery is going to take, he said, 10 to 14 weeks. And I was like, everything that we do as sports people, it's measured off time. Mm. So I'd already lost three to four weeks. Like not being yeah. in training, mm-hmm. hospital, all of that. So I didn't have any time to waste. So I had to start from scratch, but I had to do it slowly mm-hmm. and just trying to get my mind right. So because I lived in Loughborough by myself, I moved back to Liverpool mm-hmm. and I had to learn how to walk again. Wow. Yeah, because wow. your body just shuts down. And you're a runner. Oh yeah. My gosh. Uh, it was back. And also, sorry again to no, be it's vulgar. Okay. I also had like, what do you call it? Hemorrhoids. Um, I don't know what that is. It's when you. <laughs> mm. You don't want to I don't know what it is. What is it? But it's when... Okay. Be, be, be honest. Okay, what it is, basically, it can happen... It can happen if you have diarrhea and it can happen if you're, like, constipated or, like, you're struggling to go to the toilet. And yeah. it's basically, like... 
I don't know what it is exactly, but it pops out of your bum hole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a little. <laughs> what does it's poo? like a little. No, it's like a little nodule. Yeah, yeah. Mm? Like so. <laughs> As in the actual bum is coming out of your bum? No. No. Your, your bum's not coming out. It's like, because you've strained, yeah. it's sort of like popped out of your... So you know how the bum is tight? Yeah. yeah. That is now reverse coming out. No. no, it's like a little module sitting on the end of your bum hole. Okay. Yeah. I don't know that one at all. Yeah. So, wow. And obviously, if you when you... Um, so you're pooing birth, that much? When you give birth no, you as well, poo. it can happen. Oh, okay. Because you're strained, you, you're constipated. Yeah. So, okay. So it's like you're... Okay. You've popped something yeah. and it oh. sort of like sits outside of your it's bum hole. It's like a little... Sitting. A little... It's not sitting. It was sitting pretty. <laughs> Stop. It was sitting pretty. It can hurt when you sit down. Yeah, and... I couldn't sit for weeks. It's like you got BBL. <laughs> it's just learning your side. Oh my days. It was awful. It was so bad. Yeah. And I asked, and I remember my mom, she was, because she's a nurse, she, mm. she's like, she gave me like holy water, holy oh, oil. Oh. <laughs> she's like, the Lord will bless you. Oh. You will recover Amen. in Jesus' name. She kept coming in to check on me because I couldn't eat. Because if you eat, you need to shit. Yeah. You, I can't oh, go toilet. Wow. I couldn't go toilet. Like, and even when it, even when I could, I'd be like, please, God, please, let's just come on, work with me here. I've been good. And it would just be like small, small, small. Mm-mm. And then um I, I just relaxed then and I was just like, don't think about it. Mm. And then yeah, after a while, I, I honestly when I took that first one, I I think I cried. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I think I cried. Because oh, it was so you. painful. Mm. Like I had to lie on my front. To poo. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not to poo, but when you're sleeping oh, or when you're lying down, you can't is just up. Hurting. You can't. I can't yeah. sit up like this. Mm-mm. You're just lying on your front. That's how I had to sleep. Mm-mm. So it was like three weeks of hell. That is in, that is insane. You were like that for three weeks. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah, I lost. And your like teammates didn't know. Five, six feet, yeah. Yeah, oh, you no lost wonder. weight. Yeah. Oh, you're you. so resilient. I, yeah, on, you really, honestly. You because me, I'm telling you, lot. Yeah. You lot, listen, yeah. <laughs> it's not easy where I, I am. can't see. <laughs> I need them flowers. I need them. Oh. I need them cards. <laughs> I need the flowers. Yeah, you're so resilient. Oh, it, yeah, it was a struggle. Mm. It was a struggle, but yeah, you came out the other yeah. side, and you won your you won. Yeah, I, yeah. Rio was mm. everything. I just remember being there and just saying, like, you, you could potentially never get this again. Because the team was in shape mm-hmm. to medal. We we won European gold. Mm-hmm. The last four years, I was so grateful to be part of that team. Mm-hmm. Because also, again, I moved events. So mm-hmm. I moved from the ones and twos to now solely the 400s. Mm-hmm. That was bringing me more success. Mm-hmm. Um, So that era, the team was meddling at Worlds, mm-hmm. um, Europeans, Commonwealths, like... And I was just part mm-hmm. of that history. Mm-hmm. And then the Olympics is the pinnacle. Mm-hmm. And because we were number one in Europe, it was basically going into the final of the Olympics. It was USA, Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And every other country mm-hmm. is fighting for bronze. Mm-hmm. So we got the bronze medal. Look at Amazing. that. When I, when I read that, okay, malaria, they said retire. And you said, yeah, and we won. I said, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> the way I would have found a seat. <laughs> I was like, no, people are working in this life. Mm. You are working. Yeah. Yeah. It's not easy at all. It's mm. not. Um, but let's talk about um, uh, trigger warning, assault, and yeah, sexual assault. Mm-hmm. But the unfortunate stuff that happens that no one really talks about in being a sports person and being in the athletics world is the 
sexual abuse that happened. So he talks about a physiotherapist who was this mm. fucking disgusting mm-hmm. and touched you inappropriately when they were meant to uh, give you a checkup. You know, you was yeah. injured. And then you also talk about a sportsman that took advantage of you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I found I found that, like, I'm so sorry you experienced that. Mm. So, so sorry. And you also linked it to the gymnast. I can't remember the... the Simone what's, Bowles. Simone yeah, Bowles. what's the name of the person that was called? And how many people There were so many girls That came forward And when you had said About the physiotherapist It made me think There probably is so Mm. many Other athletes Who were in your field Who probably Mm -hmm. experienced The same thing With that particular person It's just so sad It's so so sad No it is It is But thank you I I appreciate it I think you know uh, I'd probably I'd gone through So many traumatic experiences Mm. In my life In my career That I didn't tell anyone about Mm. Again, you know, going back to what we just discussed about the medal And mm. I was always focused on that It was always like, okay, what do I need to do to do this, do that mm. And so that's why I didn't tell anyone And then the other element was like, who's going to believe me? And then you're mm. also a black girl, a black woman mm. You know, people don't tend to believe you They don't take you mm-hmm. serious yeah. So I had to kind of juggle with all these things mm-hmm. So with the physio, that happened a lot early on in my career mm. Um, so I didn't tell anyone, but I just remember just going through that, and you know that was just like yeah. you t- you're effectively turning up to get treatment, to, but instead you're getting sexually assaulted, mm. you're getting abused, mm. and it was it was constant enough for me to just be like, this is like such a sick moment. But again, you don't know who to talk, and I know it's it's always easy for people to say, well, why don't you just tell someone? Why no, don't you do this? No. It's not as easy as you think mm-hmm. it is. It really mm-hmm. isn't like you could you could you could be someone who's a lot older and gone through you know mm-hmm. so, like unfortunate sexual assault and mm-hmm. you just don't tell anyone mm-hmm. you know um but I want to talk about that because I think that's something that happens a lot more especially mm-hmm. we know now with Lani mm-hmm. Lassar it happens a lot more now in the sport well it's always happened but mm-hmm. it's become uh, people yeah. becoming a lot more vocal about yeah. it mm-hmm. um so yeah that was that and then with the sportsman. Yeah, that was that was a tough one. That was. I hope somebody robs all his trophies. You know, what's a sick and indiv- What's yeah. a sick bastard? Mm. Make you never win again, you fucking twat. Sorry. Yeah. Mm. And it really broke my heart when you said that you stayed outside. So you heard that he was going out with another girl. Or he was coming back. He was taking yeah. another girl back home yeah. to his uh his uh the hotel hotel. Yeah. And you stayed outside his room because you were fearful he made you the same to the girl, another a fellow athlete. Yeah, yeah. And that just broke me because I was just thinking like you had gone through so much hurt, but you still wanted to protect a fellow woman. Like I just yeah, yeah. I had to. I had to try. Like when I heard that, because I just meddled myself mm. at the championship. I can't give too much away. One, because the name and also yeah, for legal reasons. Yeah. Um, but when I when it happened and when I heard mm. that he he was, you know, trying to pursue this person again or someone, um, I was scrambling, you know, trying mm. to find out what room. But obviously you go to reception, they're like, yeah, we can't give room names yeah. out. And then you've got a team, you know, an athlete list mm. of everyone's room. Um, but the list on the door was on the other side of mm. the medical room. So again, it was, it was, I couldn't, I couldn't find it. So I was like, well, it's between this door and this door. Mm. But they hadn't come back yet. So I just sat and waited. I waited and I wow. waited. But there were so many different scenarios going on, going on in my head. I was like, what if I've got the wrong room? What if it's not mm. on this floor? What if they're mm. not even staying at this hotel? What if they've gone to another hotel because the athlete isn't staying here? You mm. know, you've got all the team mm. hotels where all the countries stay. 
So there were so many things that were going on and yeah, it was um tough, tough to tough to go through. But what was worse, and I think 2019 was was just breaking point for mm. me. Just seeing them constantly to the point where again trigger warning. I kind of wanted to take my life oh, again gosh, in so 20, um, during a particular period of that time, mm. just because I just felt like I mm. couldn't cope. My performances were going just down the toilet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was thinking this person's really gonna mm-hmm. like break me. Mm. But because we go off a four year cycle, mm-hmm. um, I said, let me at least go to 2020. Let me go to Tokyo. But by 2019, I just realized I couldn't do it anymore. Wow. Like, the season wasn't going well. I wasn't going to make the team for, I think, Doha World Champs that year. Um, I was running literally, like, two, three seconds slow. And my agent was like, Annika, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So I, I couldn't get into mm-hmm. races, neither. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I couldn't, there was no explanation. And then once I let go, and once I um, realized, like, that this is the moment when I need to just retire mm-hmm. and leave the sport, like, I had a massive breakdown. Mm-hmm. But it was just so relieving. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Because I also have to give myself credit. Because of course. I, but, but that's something we don't do. Mm. We don't yeah. give ourselves enough credit. And also because because the sport, the sport is, they just focus on money and it's a business. So you're part of that business. Mm-hmm. So if you're not winning medals, they just chain you out, spit yep. you out mm. and look for the next big thing. So that's kind of how I felt. I felt neglected. I didn't feel appreciated enough. Mm. Um, I felt like there was no sense of care at times. And I couldn't really turn to people to talk about these things mm-hmm. that I was going through. Mm-hmm. So that's why I just continued to just bottle it up. So when people would see me be happy-go-lucky, I was really going through it. Gosh. Oh, yeah, because really I remember you it. said that there was a time where you didn't run as well as you thought you would, but you were still putting on smiles and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you, and it made me, so you said, you may have seen it on the TV where you see me smiling, but deep down, I'm really sad. Yeah. And just broke me because I'm thinking, raw like, really, really don't know. Um, but I wanted to touch on coaches. How do you not want to punch these people in the face? <laughs> <laughs> when that coach said to you, you're soft, girl. And the thing is, I don't think you even said it as if they said it, what they said was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You said that what they said, like, oh, you know, kind of like trying to harden you up. Yeah. In my head, I'm thinking, I'm not turning up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not turning up tomorrow. What do you mean I'm soft? Yeah, I'm soft. Not everybody's hard. Mm. Not everybody's a hard I don't want to be hard bodied yeah. I don't want to be a hard Why? So what? So because I'm running I must be I must have a screw face on mm-hmm. What is this? Mm. And the other coach You said You know Again sorry Trigger warning assault Another coach said to you When you're talking about your assault You said another coach said to you Previously You're so strong Nobody would rape you Yeah What? Yeah You have to lose your job Unbelievable Yeah It was always it, There was always that thing as, I guess with me mm. Because because I was such a prominent figure in the on the British team, mm. and I was always so strong, I didn't take any shit from anyone. People, I, I'm also very jovial. Like mm. I'm like one of the lads. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm also very friendly, so people knew not to mess with me. But I'm also like I also like helping people. Mm-hmm. So because if anything went down, they'd be like, "Oh, Anna could all sort it," you know, because they mm. they see me as like tall, black, mm. dark skinned. Muscular mm. Oh no one's going to mess with Annika No That was always how and, and that's, I was that perceived That is the problem Yeah Because se- sexual assault Can happen to anyone Anyone Anyone, anyone. at any time Yeah Anything at any At any moment Yeah So Yeah And, and I realised that Like you know when like people say Oh 
you shouldn't have been wearing this. You shouldn't have been drinking. You shouldn't have been out here. When this happened, I was in a hotel bed. I was wearing pajamas mm. and essentially this person forced themselves mm. into my room. So it wasn't like, but then you start blaming yourself. Mm. You're thinking, well, maybe this, did I lead yeah. them on or did I make them think like, no. you know, all of this. So that's what I battled with for mm. such a long time. Mm. And then to see this person constantly, yeah. I had to pretend as though, oh, hi, you know what I ate house things? Wow. Da, 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 da. But really, I just wanted to like literally slice the throat. Yeah. Like I wanted to kill them, like Mm. find ways to Mm -hmm. just destroy them, find ways to cause them harm. Mm. Like I'd run to the bathroom and start crying, splash water on my face, you know. So if anyone sees me in the bathroom, I'd be like, oh yeah, I just got something in my eye. Mm. You know, I just had to hide everything. Jesus. That was just pretty much how it was. Gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry you went through it. It's tough. Mm. Let's talk about drug testing and. I, again, have so much respect for you <laughs> and sports people. When I was reading, you said, you have to tell them where you are. Mm-hmm. And I am the most forgetful person, right? And it seems like you are very disciplined in what you do. Yeah. And like, I can imagine for the most organized person, you could actually forget. Because I think you said, is it a case of you have to update them where you are? So let's say, I think you said you went to Japan, but you didn't tell them what hotel you were, where particularly you were. You have to update them every single week, right? Yeah, every day, every every quarter. <clears throat> so you have, uh, you got four quarters in a year mm-hmm. and you have to update them every quarter where you're going to be. That but be- is crazy. Because, so if you're doing a nine to five job, right? Mm-hmm. You always know you're going to be there, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So you work from home mm-hmm. or you work in an office and your testing slot is between, let's say in the morning, between 6 and 7 a.m. Mm. So that's your normal one-hour testing slot. Mm. But you've got your home address, you've got your work address. Within that um, testing slot between, I think the testing slot was 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night, maybe 11. Not usually 11, but 10 p.m. Mm. So the whole day, they're... they can They can ah. come at any time <laughs> randomly. But if you've got that one testing slot and your testing slot is between 6 and 7, and you have to be there, and if you're not there... That's a missed test. If you've mm. declared you're going to be there <clears throat> and you're not there, then yeah, and they have to what stay if you're there. You're banging you know. a poo. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, boy. Yeah, what if you have the hemorrhoids? It's <laughs> <laughs> <Miss> sitting pretty. <laughs> but I'll come out. So yeah, it's um, yeah, you have to make sure your doorbell's working. You have to make sure you can hear them knock because mm. they got an hour. They have to stay there. When now it's not a case. It's not a case of they knock and then they leave if you're not there. No. Mm. They're paid to do a job, so they have to stay there and knock. They'll go back to the car, and then every fifteen minutes, mm. they'll um they'll keep knocking, keep oh knocking. So gosh. yeah, if you if you, I wonder if they take your test. ASOS deliveries because <laughs> you know sometimes when you miss them, like I wonder if like they go, oh you you waiting to go in? They're like, no, but I'm waiting to do a drug test on them, but I'll take it in for you. Yeah. Oh my god, do you think they do that? I don't know, Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> But tell us a time because I think you missed it once. Oh was no, it? I had several. I several. Had several. But, but tell us, tell us, because um, there was one where it was like literally you're thinking this is an honest mistake. Yeah, that one was an honest mistake. I was traveling between the UK and Holland, and mm-hmm. um, because my coach at the time he was, mm-hmm. um, he was he just been he just departed from his job at UKA, mm-hmm. so I was then traveling to Holland to see him and to work with him in the group, and I would. Either fly over or I would drive. So mm. I drive from Loughborough to Horwich, and then jump the ferry, and then drive to Holland. 
And, you know, you're on an overnight travel, but I was staying in Airbnbs. Mm. I was staying in hotels. Mm. At the time, um, there was nowhere constant for me to stay. And also, I'm paying rent for my house in Loughborough. Mm. And then you're also paying to travel mm. and then to stay in all these different locations. So I'm just like, you know, you're trying to find ways to save money. Mm. So that's what I ended up doing. So I ended up staying at this Airbnb. I got the, I got the time wrong. Didn't update it. Mm. So then I got a notification to say, um, I'd had two missed tests back to back. Two? Yeah, two in that day. Two in mm. that, um, they came to the house in Loughborough because I didn't update it. And that was on like a Tuesday, I think. And then the following Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, they then came back again. But because it's within the same kind of time frame, mm. they said it only counts as one missed test. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was like, okay. And then it happened again when I was in Holland. Mm. So I, I was then moving Airbnbs, hotels. I was literally like, Dick Whittington, mm-hmm. like in my car, mm-hmm. packing my stuff, this, that, and the other. And it was such a chaotic moment. Mm-hmm. Then I'd accumulated more missed tests. Why can't they call you? They can't call. They're not allowed. Can you call me, if, please? What if you're someone who's taking drugs? It's still my system. <laughs> yeah, but then you you take the test and then you fail the test. And then I failed, didn't it? Then you're banned. I'm banned, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're a genuine person, genuine, yeah, yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. a genuine person. Yeah. And they can call you. Hey, hon, where are you? I'm in, I'm in Holland. Oh, I forgot. Sorry, I've even forgot to tell you lot. Don't worry. We know some people in Holland that can do your test. Be there in one hour. If I've taken cocaine, they're going to see the cocaine in my system yeah, right now. I'm so sorry. How can you not call me? No, they're not allowed. Because it, it's, it's, it's crazy as well that they expect you to update them on where you're going to be in three months time. Like, that is wild to me. Yeah. Like, they expect me to be like, yeah, um... Yeah, I'm going to be at home or I'm going to be in the studio or I'm going to be like so many things, like especially in your line of work. For Mm. us, it's different because Mm. we basically have the same sort of routine. But Mm -hmm. for you, when Mm. you're constantly up and down here and there, you're going back and forth to hold. Like, how do you expect Mm. me to know like where I'm going to be? Insanity. You just have to put like a marker. So I usually do for, I don't know, six, Mm. six months in advance. Mm -hmm. And you usually just put your, your main home address mm-hmm. and then your mailing address mm-hmm. and then you put your whereabouts address and then there's like another then you've got your outer competition like if you're in Holland oh, they're a little bit early yeah. should, 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 should we all? Oh, okay. yeah. sorry it's alright no keep going so they're in Holland mm-hmm. you're in Holland you're um, yeah you just gotta update it every mm-hmm. so often so it just it just becomes like it's just something not everyone can do. Of course, you can't do it all the time. Can so. you update them on the day or like a day before? Yeah, you can update them the day before. Mm-hmm. Um, you can update them up until your testing slot. Okay, but it's just at, just you know, remembering. Yeah, it's just like <clears throat> and you're supposed to because mm. yeah, you don't want to have a missed mm-hmm. test. But obviously, I almost got banned. So Whoa. yeah, that was the second miss. The second one is where I had to. Like if I'd have, if I, if they, had they not reject, had they rejected my appeal or mm-hmm. my case, I would have been on two missed tests mm-hmm. for the year. So then I would have, um, if you get three in 12 mm-hmm. months, if you get banned for like a year, mm-hmm. I think a year, 18 mm-hmm. months oh, and you don't want, no, a year, you get banned <clears> for a year. That's crazy. So yeah, you don't want to, that's something you don't want to mm-hmm. do. So I really mm-hmm. didn't know testing was like that. That vigorous. Yeah, that vigorous yeah. because they really make it sound like it's random. Like they just... Mm-hmm. Walk up on you and they're like, yeah, it's time for you to pee in this car. Yeah, and they, they turn up. And even one Airbnb I was saying, 
um, I was staying, staying in like an annex as part of mm. like a family home. Mm-hmm. So I had my own room and I was out with dinner with my friends in Holland. <clears throat> and then the one of the, the, the dad, he called me. He was like, oh, there's people here to see you. I, I knew straight away who mm. it was. I was in the middle of dinner. You must and have I, rushed. No, I, re- I literally just jumped in my mm. car and just ran. It wasn't in my testing slot because mm. they came at like 10 o'clock at night. But mm. I was just like, nah. Don't want to eat Yeah, it's not worth it mm. because I felt like I was being... Hunted at this point, like Jesus because it was gosh. constantly, constantly. Do you still get day. now you've retired? Do you still get like <laughs> when the door knocks? Yeah. Like, yeah, all the time. Is that them? <laughs> all the time. I couldn't wait to to hand mm. in that letter to declare because when you retire, you got to declare that. Yeah, you're do not you do it like that. yeah? How do you retire? You have to write it like res- yeah. resignation. Yeah, you 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 have to. Well, you have to declare to mm. UK Anti Doping mm-hmm. that you're not going to compete anymore or that okay. you've retired, and then you got. I think they give you like a six month grace period. Mm-hmm. If you do come back within mm-hmm. that time, you have to then rewrite to them and tell them, yeah, we're going to come back okay. and I'm going to start running again. Some mm-hmm. athletes do, but I knew I was done. Mm-hmm. So me writing that letter, <laughs> you I was happy. like, DSM, oh, madam. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> I oh, couldn't gosh. wait. I couldn't wait. So. What, is, what is life now? Uh, what is life now? Like, do, mm. you, is, do you still miss it or do you feel free? Oh, free. Mm. I loved it. I love track and field and I still mm. follow bits of the sports, not as much. But um, yeah, I'm I'm just I'm grateful for what I went through and coming out the mm. other side. But I love my life now. Yeah. Like I got like a normal day-to-day job mm. and it's a job that I really love. Mm. And I'm also able to do other things as well around mm-hmm. it because the company I work for. They're just like, yeah, yeah, we love it. Just go out and do this, do oh, that. Wicked. And they're super supportive, especially like with this book. Mm-hmm. It also looks good on them as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Tell um, us when the book is coming out. Yeah. So the book is out on June the 9th mm-hmm. and it'll be available in major and most independent shops. Oh, you didn't say good bookshops. Yeah. People like to oh, yeah. say good, really, all good bookshops. All good bookshops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, please get your hand on this. This is yeah. really, really powerful. Mm. Look, really, really great. No, I appreciate it. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's for like, yeah, you don't really hear stories about like, mm. you know, athletes, female athletes. And I, I purposely didn't want to write a book that was just going to be about training. Mm. Those books are boring. No mm. one likes them. I'm going to give you real detail because mm. I wasn't someone like a Usain Bolt. Or a Mo Farah or a Jess Ennis. I didn't win gold medals. Like these guys that I trained, mm. like was on teams with or trained with or whatever. But I'm going to give you for someone who was also also winning medals, but mm. also had to go through hell a lot. in mm. order to get there. So it gives it gives a different insight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so interesting. So much things I didn't know yeah. that existed in the af- athletic world. And yeah, Oof. yeah. I felt tired. I didn't even run. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did I run? <laughs> Oof. Yeah, and yeah, I just want I want everything to be better. You know, mm. I want I want young black girls to have opportunities. I didn't have as many opportunities. Mm. You know, I, I mentioned the book as well about the colorism mm. when it comes to you know advertising and oh my days when you said remember I, I was yeah, talking yeah. to Jazz about this this morning. There was a there was a bit where you said that you shot this cam- uh, catalog oh, gosh, mm. yeah. with a, with a white girl and you were wearing that sports gear and you mm. went when you picked up the catalog. I was like, okay, I'm really excited to see myself in it. And it's, they replaced they reshot with a white yeah, girl. We shot. Every are they crazy? And I was there for all day. All day. I was. I was. Oh, I was so tired. They were like, "Yeah, we did thousands of shots, (laughs) and they be shot like ninety percent of the photos." Jesus. And it's just it's demoralizing, Mm. but it also makes you think. Like aside from colorism, 
it, like your body shape as well because okay. I, I went through so many just so many issues with like dealing with like body weight body mm. image you know people calling me fat or telling me I'm really fat. yeah and your fits like this <laughs> we're finished <laughs> there's no hope there's your no fits hope. like this even me with my jeans unbuttoned right now where <laughs> how can you be fit like this yeah I was that was a lot yeah it's too much it's it was, way too much. It was a lot. When you were saying like, you know, feeding muscular and, and stuff, and I know like people will put that kind of stuff on like Serena Williams and her mm. sister as well. I'm just like, people are just so harsh. But how did you, did you see any like representation of your body shape? And like, how did you, how did you deal with it all? Yeah, I, I saw representation. First of all, from growing up in Liverpool at the track, mm. I had like one, one older black woman, she's mixed race, Diane mm. Allegreen. She was an athlete. Mm. She was so beautiful. She was so muscular and mm. so toned. And mm. I was just like, oh my gosh, that body's insane. Mm. Um, so she was like making GB teams. Like she mm. was a um, hundred meter hurdler. So she was just incredible. Um, and we also went to the same school as well. Mm. I went, I was, mm. she's a lot older, but mm. like, yeah, in yeah. terms of following in you know, footsteps. And then growing up in terms of athletes, there was Denise Lewis. Yeah. So oh, her yeah. body was just insane. And she's mm. she's so lovely as well. Mm. She's actually really nice. Um, and then when I was on teams, there was like no one on the British team really looked like my body shape. Mm. But when you do global events like the Commonwealth Games, the Olympics, World Champs, you see the Nigerian girls, mm. you see the Ghanaian, West African girls, you see the Caribbean girls, you know, the <clears throat> excuse me. The uh, US girls And they had mm. Body mm. And it was really Similar to yours mm. So I would always Just connect with them Automatically yeah. Because mm-hmm. When you're on the British team And you've got like White coaches Majority white coaches Or You realise You stand out Like a sore thumb mm. Even when you coach By black coaches as well mm. Like you know I got a big Big ass mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> I remember when you were saying In your school You were even it's hiding so... Your hips and bum I no, said show I them <laughs> From night, are you, you crazy? Know you're sick? Do you know that you're Are you crazy? I can, I can still anybody's man. Are you mad? <laughs> when you said you were hiding, I said, "Show yeah, them." Are they mad? I was always hiding, always oh. wearing dark colors. Mm. Like, but yeah, when I yeah, because you I, said you were even wearing dark colors mm-hmm. on the track. Yeah, always said, hiding oh. it. Always wear, always wearing like baggy shorts mm. as well. You know, because as well, right? When you're on the start line. Athletes are also sexualized. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. You know, you've got the crop top, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you've got uh, the hot pants, mm-hmm. you've got the knickers, you know, mm-hmm. the tight. Boots. Why is that? Does it make does it make the wind? <laughs> yeah, streams. Does it streamline? To be honest, I think it's just performance. Okay. It's just performance. But that's just what we've always Or sex for. appeal. Yeah. Because everyone wants to be God. Some people want to be sexy. Mm. It doesn't there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, if you look now. If you're watching like 100 meter start line, mm-hmm. the girls in the 100 meters, like faces beat, hairs Face beat, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's it's true. true. It's, look, go back and look like the women's 100 meter final. So, can I ask a question? You know those tops that you're wearing? Are they supportive? Yes. Yeah, I feel yeah, like they're they not. Are. No, they, you, you wear, know, when you're running, you wear, you wear, um, You've got like bottom things underneath what you oh, call it. Okay. So, like yeah, cups. Cro- yeah, you got cups or you've got crop tops or whatever. Oh, okay. So yeah, and if you're not, just tell them and then they'll fix it. But most okay. of the time, like the crop tops are nice. If you've got big boobs, can you run? Yeah, but what athlete? Yeah, you never really. No, they're not that, like that's, big that's what. Yeah, I think that's when I gave up yeah. on my athletic career. That's oh, that's my knee that's, thing. That's, that's my my <laughs> boobs. The boobs are too big. big. Yeah. Oh, oh, I yeah. was you want a breast? <laughs> you want a breast? You so you didn't run. <laughs> No, because most of them are like small, like mm. A cup, B cup, like 
like maybe some of the flowers have got like larger boobs, mm. but for the most part, you can't Sprinters be. You have, can't. Yeah. You can't be walking around with yeah. jugs yeah. <laughs> or hat. Yeah, we're here. So, here's your so yeah, you you want everyone wants to look good, mm. and we find ways. Because you're a woman, mm. you want to be. You want to look good. You want to look, look sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whether it's yeah. hair, makeup. And when you're talking, you know, at the end, you're talking to the media, and you're like, you know, you still oh got accentuate the body, like, yes. you mad? Are you see me, like, drama? <laughs> you crazy? That's literally how mm, it was. Mm, mm, you get interviewed, and you know, you'd just be like, pass me the tissue, mm, you, and they'd be like, thirty seconds to to live, and then you'd be like, pass the tissue, mm, just dabbing yourself down, mm-hmm. making sure you don't look oh like crazy, and be like, and you die in there as well. You're like, <laughs> yeah, you don't breath, and I'd be like, ten seconds, and again, I'm like. Okay. Like, Why don't three, they give you two, one minute? I feel, no. I feel grateful. Yeah. <laughs> I feel fulfilled. <laughs> Why don't they give athletes at least five minutes to catch up? Get some water. Get yeah. some breath. You know when you, your your mouth is it's dry, different. and they still want they want they want the actual how they don't like you. How you feeling right now? You're you're going. <sighs> yeah. Let me breathe. It's even worse. Like when people come like. Like Brits When yeah. they come like Fifth or sixth And they're like Oh So how are you feeling now And you're like You can tell the person Is so Yeah they want to cry <laughs> And they're like Tell me how you're feeling Right now mm. Yeah it was, rough. Uh, it was rough But everyone But they They wouldn't tell you yeah. They wouldn't tell you Because mm. um They it, They wanted like Your reaction live okay. In that moment yeah. So as soon as you cross the line You go through Mix zone And then they'd be like Yes yeah, so how was the race How'd you feel and you're trying to compose yourself. Mm. You're not trying to get angry. You and then, do you know what I hate when they say that um, sports stars, I've seen it, what was it? Some, was it Simone Biles? One mm. one athlete was like, I don't want to, no, it was the, 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 the tennis. Serena? Uh, no, um, no, no, no. She had Coco? a Netflix doc. Yeah. Oh, Coco? No, 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 no. Naomi. Na- okay. Naomi. Okay. And she said, oh, I don't want to do media right now. Oh, yeah. After the game. I don't want to do me. I don't want to talk to y'all. I'm tired. I want to go home. Yeah. I want to eat McDonald's. Yeah. And they're now saying she's rude. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> For actually, because when you're commuting home after work, you don't want to talk to anyone. You're antisocial. That's how I feel after this game. Yeah. True. Anyways, yeah, we've true. got to go, guys. But yeah. we've absolutely loved this chat. Oh, thank you so, yeah, so thank much. You so much. Thank you. Thank you. Can I just say, as a fan, you girls are doing oh. incredible. Oh, so every Monday morning, I'd always, I'm like, for episodes, I'm ready. And you have me cracking up, both of oh. you. You, Victoria, Jordan Lockdown. Hey, <laughs> with the, with your mom, with the COVID and the onion. Oh. <laughs> you really suffered with this and COVID. You guys, you know? it's, just, it's just, just crazy. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> But yeah, keep big up to Black Girls Living. Oh, oh thank, thank you. you. So I know, I appreciate you And when so, you so want to do Lads Up North, let me know. Oh, oh well, they are. Absolutely. They absolutely. are. I, I can't wait to say us when I'm there. You trying it with us? Yeah. Because well, I love how you lot say us, us. Yeah. when you mean me. Yeah. Can you say chicken and a can of coke? Chicken and a can of coke. <laughs> we got to go now, guys. <laughs> Stay blessed. Have a lovely week. Bye, Bye guys. guys. Bye. Bye.